Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm excited to be uh, to be done with the Revelation series. I loved it. It was a great series, but uh, it was a real challenge, and it's nice to finally make it all the way through to the end. Yes. You know, I feel like we uh, we broke the tape on the finish line, so it's a good awesome. feeling. Yeah. Okay, well, we will get to that. Um, yes, because this, this is going to be the wrap-up. Yeah, well, we'll mm-hmm. just go right to that. This is going to be the wrap-up of the series. Yeah. And there were six sermons, correct? Seven. Have seven. To have seven. Oh I mean, my if you're goodness! Do you have scenery, to have the perfect yeah, number. Yeah, you gotta have seven. Wow! How right. could I even think there would be six? I don't six? know. Like, what, what in that the world would have been horrible. About? That would have been the number. That's of the a beast. counterfeit. I know. Yeah. Okay. You're listening. Good. For I you. was listening. Yeah. Okay. So there were seven sermons, and I think we've told some of you that. Um, the church will put them up in some kind of more of like a bundle. I know a lot of you have been listening, yeah. and people have asked us how can we get it. Easily, more easily instead of going to the download or to the right. live stream and like finding the sermon. Yeah, and that might take us a week or two, you know, because it uh, we only have one person who works on it. She does all of our communications. Oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, so it might take her a week or two, but yeah, the idea is that we would like to sort of bundle them so that if people want to share the series, it's very easy. They can just yeah. go to some place on our website, you know, click a button, and then all seven sermons, all seven episodes are right there, just the sermons that they can listen to. Yes, that'll be much better. So that's the idea. But it's, it shouldn't be too hard, but it just, you know, it'll, it'll take us some time to get it done. Right, because we normally don't do that. So, but people have really liked it. I mean, to, yeah. a lot of people told me how amazing it was yesterday. Nice. So Well, it is a good book. You know, it's a crazy book, but it's a well, good I'm book. I'm talking about your sermons, but oh, well, thanks. the book is good. Your yes. sermons are very good. Yes. Well, thank you. But you know, when you got good material to work with like this. Okay. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm really excited with the way it turned out. And you know, I will confess that when I, uh, I was really excited about this series you know, <laughs> back in like June and July when I was reading up uh, commentaries on it. But then when it came time to actually do it, I was, you know, I was getting cold feet. I was thinking, oh man, you know, is this really me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after about a week or two into it, I could tell, you know, it, it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really good. That tends to be how you operate, though. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, you get really excited about something, and then the night before, it's like, no, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it did work. It does work. The Lord yeah, always it provides. It does work, yeah. Okay. And I had a very nice comment from, um, I had a very nice comment from uh, a person who's joined our church. She's a uh-huh. musician. And so she kind of understands these things. And she said, you know, Pastor, and I noticed how you wrapped up the sermon series the same way you began it. And I was yes. like, yes. Wait, so, what do you mean she understands these things because she's a musician? I'm not following. Okay, well, you know, because musicians know how to read music. And oh, so there's, there's yes. this thing about, music. you know, uh, DC Alcoda. So you go all the way to the end and then you go back to the beginning. Oh, and then you wrap okay. It up, you know, so, so your style. Okay. Yeah, so kind of the style of, of <clears throat> bookending. Um, I thought you meant like Revelation. She would understand better as a musician, which also may be true which since there's be. a lot of songs no, and whatnot be. in there. No, but I, I just, see what you're saying. I was just talking about the mechanics of how you okay. organize a sermon. So. I gotcha. Yes, you yeah. are always very mechanical in yeah. your organization skills. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into it. So last yesterday was the second end. We had like you you cut up the end into two things, and last yeah. week was the b- big battle of Armageddon, mm-hmm. right? Armageddon. Armageddon. Mm-hmm. And this week was like the Jesus part. Yeah. So you know, very roughly speaking, last week was uh, the end hell, and then this week was the end heaven. Oh, that's so, a better way of saying it. Yeah. Because Jesus was in both. Yes. Right. Right. And so you know, okay. uh, So last week, the Battle of Armageddon, the defeat of the dragon and his beasts, mm-hmm. thrown into the lake of fire forever, never to uh, trouble God's people again. Mm-hmm. And then this week, 
excuse me, this week then really looked at the the arrival of heaven to earth. Right. In the symbol of a bride who becomes a city where there's a garden. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, those were nice. Okay. And so you started, I did take notes. I noticed that. I know. I'm impressed. Took copious notes. Um, and you started with this whole idea of the 1,000 years being a symbol. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that's one of the classic uh, divisions, mm-hmm. um, kind of the... the uh, yeah, I guess one of the classic divisions of how you interpret the book of Revelation mm-hmm. is uh, what what sense do you make of this millennium? So in, as you read through uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 19 is the Battle of Armageddon. Chapter 20, there's this thousand years. And then about halfway through chapter 20, there's the final judgment. So how do you make sense of this final years, uh, the thousand years? And some people would say, well, it's a literal thousand years. So, you know, Jesus comes, Battle of Armageddon is won. There's a thousand year reign of peace and justice on earth. Okay. And they'd say it's during that time that all of God's promises to the Israelites are fulfilled in full. So, you know, rebuilding Jerusalem and, okay. and calling all the people back in, things like that. Uh, and then at the end of the thousand years, Satan is released. There's another battle. And then comes the final judgment. Uh, and I, I took another approach. I said, no, that the, the thousand years are a symbol for all of the time between his first and second comings. Um, and I said that for two reasons. You know, one is because... Uh, uh, one is because that's what we say every single Sunday in the creed. Right. You know, that he will come again to judge the living and the dead. It's one It's one event. I've okay. broken it into two sermons, but it's it's one event. It's one event. Okay. Uh, and then even more importantly, that this phrase, a thousand years, appears only three times in the Bible. Okay. And the other two times it appears, it's clearly a symbol uh, for yes. a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it has passed. And then Peter says, uh, but remember that a day to the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. Okay. So clearly a symbol yes. of a long time. And so mm-hmm. that's how I'm understanding it here. Mm-hmm. But again, the caveat is, you know, I could be wrong. Yeah. there's two. Those are two basic interpretations. Right. And I think you mentioned that most of, most Protestants in our country, in America, believe in the other one, that it will be a fully yeah. a thousand years. Exactly. And so, you know, kind of a minority opinion. But but yours is the ancient opinion as well. So right. it might be a minority opinion now, but it's it's the one that the church... Fought. It's exactly. the one that... It, yeah. Right, okay. Which is why... I, yeah. And so when, when you take the long perspective, yeah. yeah. What, I, what I spent seven weeks preaching on would be the majority opinion. This is how... Uh, the church has, has interpreted the book of Revelation for most of its history. Mm-hmm. Um, but, in, you know, currently it's a minority opinion. And even um, what, what, is, what is now the most popular approach in America, something like it, has always been present in the church. Okay. It's just, it wasn't the majority opinion. Got it. So again, you know, book of Revelation, you gotta, you, you've got to take a, you got to be um, humble about it. you got to yeah, take some absolutely. humility with it. because. Yeah. You know, everybody got wrong know. about Jesus' first coming. Right. So chances are pretty good. We'll probably get it wrong about a second coming, True. too. And the important thing is, is that God knows, and we don't need to stress about it. Right. We just right. need to be alert and prepared, as yeah. the Bible says. But um, I do kind of like the, just for like a comfort sake, that a thousand years is like sort of scary. If you actually, if it's really a literal interpretation. Mm-hmm. So that's like generations and generations. Yeah, so a thousand years would be, gen- boy, if you think of... 25 years to a generation, that would be 40 generations. Right. Yeah. Which actually, I didn't think about it, that maybe that's where the thousand came from. Yeah, too. 40, yeah, maybe. Because, you know, 40 is another Bible symbol yes. for a limited but definite time. Right. I kind of like the idea of Jesus coming <coughs> and getting it all wrapped up at once. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it, but, and clearly yeah. that's, uh, not only is that what we confess in the Creed, but then in the Gospels, when yes. Jesus talks about his arrival, he says, and then they will see the Son of Man coming mm-hmm. on the clouds of heaven, mm-hmm. and he will separate the sheep from the goats. You know, it's all kind of one big event. Right. There's not this drawn out period it's one event right. 
Yeah. So. Well, whether we like it or not, it will right. it will be the way it will be. But anyways, you bring up you brought up all these twos. You yeah. see, you were very into your twos. I got four twos to go through. Yeah, four I was twos. getting very worried because that seems like a lot of material. It is. But you went. But quickly. there's a lot to cover. Okay. And so yeah, so the first was the two resurrections. Two resurrections, and um, we had the spiritual and mm-hmm. the bodily, right? Right, and that's that's also part of this uh, this book of book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. So a thousand years are bookended by these two resurrections. Uh, and the approach I took is that the first resurrection is a symbol for when we come to Jesus and, and uh, we have eternal life yep. in him. We're reborn. We're reborn, never again to die. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the second resurrection would be the physical resurrection of the body at the last day. Okay. Uh, but then the other approach, you know, most of our fellow American Christians would say, no, that when Jesus comes again, Christians are raised. Christians enjoy with God's Jews, the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. They enjoy a thousand year reign on earth. And then at the end of that time, all the other people are raised as well. Oh. Uh, so it's you know, two different ways of looking at okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, and then we get into the most intriguing part, I think, is these two books. Yeah, the two so, books. Yes. Yeah. The Book of Life, which has mm-hmm. our names written in it, if you are a believer. And then what you called the Book of Deeds. Yeah, and that's that's just a word I made up. But mm-hmm. I, I needed something to come up to contrast with life. Uh, but it comes here from revelation chapter 20 and we'll pick it up with uh verse 12. okay and i saw the dead both great and small standing before the throne and books were opened okay and then another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done and all were judged each one of them according to what they had done and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life he was thrown into the lake of fire Right. And so there's these two books by which we're judged. One is the book of life. Mm-hmm. And the book of life is really the one that counts. If your name is written in the book of life, then you won't be thrown into the lake of fire that is hell. Uh, but you'll enter heaven with Jesus and have eternal life with him forever. Okay. Um, and so the book of life is, is what God writes our names into. Right. Early in Revelation, it talks about how God, uh, the book of life was written before the foundation of the world. You know, the sense of God's predestined. God calls us. It's all by his grace entirely. But the book of what I call the book of deeds mm-hmm. is the book of the record of what we have done. Mm-hmm. And the point I was trying to stress is that, yes, we, you know, Christians don't get a free pass just because we believe in Jesus and have put our faith in Jesus and know that we are saved by Jesus doesn't mean that we don't have to give an account for what we've done. Right. Which you don't hear much and which is definitely troubling. Yeah. That we don't hear it much or that? Both. Oh, okay. It's troubling to a conscience, I would think. Mm-hmm. And it is troubling, I guess, that you don't hear it much. Yes, it's troubling in both ways. Yeah, yeah. And it's. Um, I think we don't hear it much because from what from what I can gather, it sounds like two, you know, generation or two ago, you used to hear it all the time. And so preachers would stand up and they talk about, you know, hellfire and brimstone. Right. And so kind of the pendulum swung the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably why we don't hear it much. But yeah, it, it is frightening. However, you know, this is, uh, in a sense, we participate in this every single Sunday. So when we stand up and first thing we do in church is we confess our sins, mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're giving account to God for our lives. Right. So how does that work? Because, you know, the Bible says that he separates our sins from us as far mm-hmm. as the East is from the West. Mm-hmm. But yet there's this book where they're all written in and he's going to... Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I really don't know how it works out. Okay. Um, I, I would imagine, you know, in, in my own um, uh, imaginative speculation, and yes. it's just speculation, speculation, right? Just speculation. But I would imagine, let's say that, uh, you know, I, I, I can think of some of the, the sins that always nag me, things I've done. Uh, and I'd stand before me and say, okay, so Eric, you know, tell me about what happened back when you were 17 and thus and so happened. I'm like, oh, you seriously God, think it's going to be like you. that? 
Well, you wonder. Okay. And then, so it's a chance for you to confess. Oh, okay. And then for him to say, you know, I forgive you. Okay. That. Okay, now tell me what happened when you were 18. And then, you know, oh, okay. Lord, well, I did Well, that's going to take a while. <laughs> well, you got all eternity, right? Okay, that's interesting. I don't know. We might get some feedback on this. But I know, like, the analogy in Alpha that they always use is, like, of a judge, right? Mm-hmm. I think. And the judge is there, and he hears all the facts of the case or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he he convicts the guilty of their crime. But then he steps down off the bench and, like, pays the, pays the fine to, pays the fine, to release right. them. And that's how, kind of how God operates. Like he, he, you know, yes, he convicts us of our sin. And yet he is the one who saves us from it and, and pays that fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I'd say that there's also a positive aspect to judgment. That it's not only a, uh, it's a reckoning, an accounting, not only of the, the wrong things we okay, have done, true. but also uh, of the right things we oh, have yeah. done. Oh yeah, that makes it a little easier. And so, you know, in Matthew 25, uh, Jesus comes, he separates the sheep from the goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sheep say to him, Lord, when did we do this? You know, when did when did we see you naked uh, and we clothed you? When right. did we see you hungry and we fed you? Right. And so I think that in addition to accounting for the bad things we've done, mm-hmm. there's also this accounting of when he says, you know what, when you did thus and so. And it's a small thing. I was when, when you gave a cup of cold water to exactly, someone. Right, so know. yes, I, I like that. So there, there's both the positive and the mm-hmm. negative. That, yeah. You know, I was watching. And, yep. you know, well done, my, my son. Okay. Well done, my daughter. So I think it's it's both of those together. Yeah. It's an accounting for your whole life. Right. Uh, kind of a you know the ultimate debrief with God before then you're okay. allowed to come into heaven. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because I was just thinking of just it was just a list of the bad things. Yes. Yeah, no, and I probably should have mentioned that yesterday, but we only got so much. Time. <laughs> we're mentioning it now. You know? Your good deeds are written in the book too. Mm-hmm. That's something we're talking a lot about in my Bible study that I'm leading now on James because it's all about your deeds. Yeah, and I think in, I don't remember if it's James or what, but the and the record of them shall it talks about the the. the uh, People going off to face judgment and, and the record of their deeds shall follow them. I don't think that's James. Okay. But oh, that, we're that, only on chapter two right now, but that, that doesn't sound like James's language. Yeah, but that, that thought of uh, all that we have done is, is accounted for, the good and the bad. Okay. The good and the bad. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, those were the books. Now, as you can see from my notes, I either wandered off a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have two places written down and I don't have either place and I don't know what happened. Okay. So I was talking, I was using the scheme of twos, uh-huh. right? So you had the, the two resurrections, the two books, the two places. Okay. So the, two places. Um, and when heaven is pictured, she, it's heaven is pictured first as a bride coming oh, down yes. for her husband. She's one of my all-time favorite pictures. You just pictures. love a wedding. Love it. Um, I mean, who wouldn't want to marry to you? Oh, okay. You good know? answer. Good answer. Uh, and so the bride coming down, but then the bride quickly turns into two places, a city and a garden. And okay, so that's I, where I got lost. So the bride mm-hmm. turns into the two places. Right. And so a he city. says, I saw a holy city coming down as a bride. Okay. And then the bride is described, and then the city is described, I see. right? Okay, I see. And so the city, uh, and I've always felt a little bit conflicted about this because I really don't like cities. I've always been a <laughs> suburban boy. I like living in the suburbs. I like living in the country. You know, my idea, my idea of heaven, so to speak, is like being deep in the woods by myself with no right. one else around me. Right. So the thought of being in a massive city for all eternity, just I, I don't, you don't like, like that. It. I don't okay. like that one bit. But again, I think it's the the, the city is a symbol or a figure. For God's dwelling. Okay. That God has come to be with his people forever. Okay. Um, and the city also implies that, uh, it implies, what's the word, uh, labor. You know, so it's not just raw nature, but it's something that has been built up okay. by God. Okay. Uh, so in, in the center of the city, which is this perfect cube, again, it represents yep. uh, the holy of holies in the in the temple. The, the, the place where the Ark of the Covenant was kept was this perfect golden cube. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so the, the city in the center of the city is a garden, and uh, that garden is, um, is dominated by the, the river of life and the tree of life. Mm-hmm. So this is the tree from which you know Adam and Eve were exiled. They were told, uh, you know, exiled from the garden, lest they eat of it and live forever. Okay. And now they're invited to come back in. So nice. those are the two places. Okay, I get it. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, my notes were blank. That's okay. But I can kind of see that now. I remember the pictures of the bride and all Good. that. Good. That's why stuff. I use them. Yes. Okay. And we come to our final twos, and that is the two most important things that you yeah. keep telling us, mm-hmm. which are, which let's see if is, you know these. It's all about Jesus Good. and. Uh, repent and return. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Repent and return. Yeah. And I figure if, uh, when all is said and done, five, 10 years down the road, if people can remember two things about revelation, mm-hmm. those two most important things, it's all about Jesus, mm-hmm. repent and return to him. And then that image of the spiral. Yep. And I feel like my work will have been done. Yes. Well, they did. Definitely. We heard from that last week at Theology Untapped. Yeah. They definitely got the spiral. Definitely. That was fun. That, yeah. Yep. And so... I think your work was done. Well, good. Yeah, it's yeah. a good book. Yeah. And I tell you, I've, I've very much enjoyed it. It was a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's to preach the entire way through a, a book of the Bible like that is a real challenge. Uh, but I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then our next series is much easier. It's more of a topical approach. We're calling it Monster Mash. For Halloween. It was a graveyard smash. Monster Mash. Monster Mash. And it's more of a topical approach. And so instead of, you know, um, diving into a book of the Bible and really explaining what it means... Uh, we're using the various monsters as symbols uh, that uh, are, are, are topics to, to talk about topics. And so, for example, we'll kick it off next. Yeah, week. Yeah, you got to explain this a little sure. more. It sounds it sounds a little weak, but it's totally not. Well, I mean, it sounds. Uh, I think that was intended as a compliment. Yes, so it, it, it was it intended. Such. You know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. sounds like light. Yeah, but it's not. So, for example, we kick it off this coming Sunday with werewolves. And okay. So I talk about how you know werewolves are. One, a person with two natures, that there's this animal nature and this human nature, and there's a struggle between them, and the animal uh, nature comes out, and that's a description of us as human beings. Okay. So in Romans 7, Paul writes yes. about how we don't do what we want to do, but we always end up doing the thing we don't want to do. Okay. Who will save us, right? So, so that's, that would be an example. Yes, that's not light at all. It's very heavy, actually. Well, but compared to this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, human nature is human nature, right. but okay. No, that's going to be great. Okay, so we'll start that next week. And mm-hmm. then just in terms of the podcast, we will probably take a little break. Um, we, I don't have an idea quite yet about what we're doing next, for one thing. For another, um, Eric is probably going to travel a bit coming up to see his mom, who is yeah. needing some help. Yeah, so my mom fell and broke her hip, and the surgery to repair, uh, repair it was successful. She's now in rehab, and then we have a call on Tuesday with the doctors, and uh, based on that call, I'll really know when it would be best for me to come up there and help my mom. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably be traveling. Yep. So you'll be traveling. I think we have a fall break coming mm-hmm. up for the kids and stuff. So we might take a couple weeks off of the podcast, but we will let you know. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Absolutely.